When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Pablo Torre. And Tony, PTI was off yesterday, but we are back today. I'm Tony Kornheiser. You know what's not back? My internet. We're doing the show off an iPhone again. <laughs> this is driving me crazy. This totally stinks. I have no internet. I can't watch television. I can't do Tony, anything. Tony, I can't I do anything. I talked to you yesterday on the phone, and your level of panic on the phone with me was palpable. I am so concerned for your general day-to-day -day existence. I didn't realize technology would be this critical to you, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, it it is. It is. And they tell you they'll be back at 1.15 in the morning. They're lying to you, kids. They're lying. <laughs> Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. Wilbon continues to abandon me. So I welcome back our great friend with the low-rent sign, Mr. Pablo Torre. Got my sign, Pablo.show. Just imagine it there. Even more. You gotta, you gotta pay more people to cheer. And we begin yeah. today with the Houston Astros and the excitement around their pitching staff. Last night, Framber Valdez threw a two-nothing no-hitter against Cleveland, and that came just hours after Justin Verlander, who won the AL Cy Young there last season, returned via trade with the Mets. Pablo, where does this put the Astros? And where do the trades of Verlander and Max Scherzer leave the Mets? I want to start with the Mets again on this topic, Tony, because Max Scherzer kind of gave away the whole game to the Athletic. He said what Billy Epler, the GM of the Mets, told him, reportedly, which is that the Mets are not contending next season. They're out. They see next year as a rebuilding year, which is why you trade Verlander, which is why Steve Cohen, one of the 30 richest people in America, the owner of the team, is willing to pay yet again, willing to eat yet again, $35 million in outstanding money due to now Max Scherzer and to Justin Verlander. So the Mets have taken a real step back, a step that might be longer than a year or two. But the other stuff, Tony, the Astros, they have a real ace in Valdez, clearly, and they have a real ace in Verlander who's been pitching lights out since struggling early on. Yeah. Yeah, let's go to the Astros uh, at the start. Valdez last night missed a perfect game with, I think, one walk in the fifth that was later erased on a double play. He had seven strikeouts. He threw only 93 pitches, which they call a Maddox, under 100 yep. pitches with a no-hitter. He's a really good pitcher. He won two games in the World Series last year, and Verlander won one in the World Series last year. So it is not hard by any stretch of the imagination to see them being in the World Series. Again, it's a really good team. What would tickle me and I think it would for most baseball fans, was if Game 7 of the ALCS was against Texas and you had Scherzer against Verlander. <laughs> that would be a wonderful thing to see. Now, Verlander's 40, and Verlander has fewer strikeouts this year and more walks, but he's been a horse lately. Last seven starts, a 1.49 ERA. To get to your point about the Mets, Pablo, I, I grew up loving the Mets. I, I find this absolutely amazing and that was the word they used all the time, the amazing Mets. They were they won 101 games last year. They're six games under 500 <laughs> now. And they added 
Justin Verlander. I can't see how you can blame this all on Edwin Diaz going out in the World Baseball Classic. No. Pablo, they're, they're picking up prospects. They've waved the white flag. It's, in, it's incredible. And by the way, whatever they start with next year, I don't think it's going to start with Buck Showalter. I don't. No. No, Tony, every signal here is that this has been not just a humbling, but a humiliation for a fellow Met fan in Steve Cohn, the owner, who spent more money on this team than anybody has spent in the yeah. history of Major League Baseball. 101 wins, more money than anyone ever has, into now trading yeah. away two would-be aces who might be would-be aces for other playoff teams, knowing now that next year don't expect us to contend at all. It's a no, tremendous humbling when you get prospects back. Yes. They traded away FAM and Canna as well. I mean, it's, it's over. They've surrendered. It's a remarkable, remarkable fall. But I want to switch to the NFL, Tony, because Nathaniel Hackett, familiar with falls himself, has responded to the shots that Sean Payton took at him in USA Today. Payton has now apologized for calling the job Hackett did last season, quote, one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL, end quote. And Hackett, now the offensive coordinator of the Jets, said just yesterday, quote, I have been involved in this business my whole life. We live in a glass house. There's a code. There's a way things are done in that house, end quote. And so does this code matter, Tony, to you? And who's looking better after this whole back and forth? Is it Sean Payton or Nathaniel Hackett? So this is a very open-ended question. I can sit here, Pablo, and I can make the case that Sean Payton looks better because he's won a Super Bowl as a coach. And I believe 25 NFL teams right now would dump the coach they have in place if Sean Payton said he would coach there. And the other guy was 4-11. and 11. It's harsh to say it's one of the worst coaching jobs of all time, but there is a certain validity to it. And if Hackett wants to talk about glass houses, 4 and 11 cannot be hidden in a glass house. Do Correct. I think Sean Payton broke the code? Yes, I do. I mean, he just crushed this guy. It's a body slam. I wouldn't think you would do that to another coach. But again, there's a 4 and 11 out there rearing its head. And, and, you know, do I find myself, Pablo, rooting a little bit for Hackett right now? I, I do. I do. I'm rooting a little bit for Hackett, yes. But the 4-11 and 11 thing, keep in mind, the NFL is adding games to the regular season. 4-11 and 11 adds up to 15. He didn't make it to the end of that year, Tony. It's right. hard to be worse right. than a first-year coach who gets canned in that way. And so Sean Payton is the guy who looks better coming out of this, not because he is on some sort of moral high horse, but just because the hand he is playing is that dude is bad at his job and I am not. And so that's what it came down to. But the, yeah. the whole code here, right? Let's talk about this code because part of this story is there is an alleged fraternity of NFL coaches who protect each other. The word fraternity is meaningful to me here because I didn't belong to a fraternity. I don't know if you did, but fraternities are we known didn't have for them. some rough housing. We didn't have yeah. Yeah, Harvard yeah. not being out of me either. But they're not exactly known for diplomacy fraternities. They're known for egos. They're known for a couple of fights that, make break, that may break out if I've watched enough movies in my life to know the definition. So the point is, the ego here is the story. And both of them look bad if you measure it on that level because they're both, yes, insecure. I think Rogers was right. Aaron Rodgers was right about that. They're both insecure. I would tell you this, that I think that Hackett had to expect something like this because Sean Payton is talking to a constituency of one, Russell Wilson. He is saying, you were terrible, but it's not your fault. It's that guy's fault. 
and I've got your back, and I won't let that happen. So I think Hackett had to expect this, but I do think there's probably a code, um, and I do, if there is, he certainly broke it. We move on. Of course, we stay with public criticism, but we go from American football to world football. Carly mm. Lloyd, who starred on two U.S. Women World Cup winners, looked at the American celebration after the U.S. women's team tied Portugal 0-0 and said of the team, and this is a quote, I've never witnessed something like that. To be dancing, to be smiling, you're lucky to not be going home right now, unquote. Lloyd also questioned the tactics as well as the team's mentality and the passion to win. U.S. coach Vlatko Andonovsky responded saying, there's another quote, this team wanted to win this game more than anything else. To question the mentality of this team, to question the willingness to win, to compete, I think it's insane, unquote. Pablo, your thoughts? I think Vladko, continuing the through line here, is another coach looking to self-preserve. You watch that game, you see the replays of that game, you have no faith that this team, Tony, is organized or has a plan offensively despite all of the talent in the world. But as for Carly Lloyd, I am fascinated as to how you feel about this because to me, there's some Mamba mentality stuff in Carly Lloyd, Tony. She has earned her stripes, she can say what she wants, but her philosophy is familiar. It is without suffering, there can be no greatness. She does not want to see people celebrating a draw. She has a higher standard. She yeah. believes that misery is the appropriate response to anything short of a championship. And on that level, she is a person I might want in my locker room, even if I don't want to live my life by that code. So the last two stories we've had make me want to be a sports writer again. Yeah. Because they're gold, Jerry. Okay. I really agree. 95% of athletes and coaches who leave what they're doing and go into the booth are never critical in the booth. They give you nothing but Pablo. And now we've had Sean Payton killing a fellow coach. And here's Carly Lloyd killing people she played with. This is the team she was on. She has mm -hmm. real credentials here. She has two World Cup wins, she has two Olympic gold medals. She was the FIFA Player of the Year. At one point, I, I understand. Is this the word that the kids use to clap back? I understand why the coach <laughs> is saying what he's saying at her, but he's new. These are not his World Cup wins, right? They belong to Jill Ellis. For all we know, this coach is Nathaniel Hackett. And I, 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 I don't know where I, I stand other than the fact that I'm happy that this is out in the open and someone of her stature said it because all we've seen in terms of subtext for a couple of weeks now is the American team is not as good as it was and the rest of the world is catching up. Pablo, the two best teams we played, we scored a total of one goal and had two ties. Correct. That, that's not good, is it? Like, that's not good. No, it, Tony, and let it be very clear here. We are in favor of code breaking when it comes to these ethos. We want this stuff. And I just want to point out that I think the biggest clapback delivered on today's show was you referring to Vladko as Nathaniel Hackett. That, as the kids say, is also oh. an enormous burn. A burn. God, I wish I was a kid. Let's take a break. Coming up is Tiger Woods joining the PGA Tour Policy Board. A good sign or a bad sign for Jay Monahan? And is it fair to expect a third straight special game from Lionel Messi tonight? Look, I think that the women's World Cup team is going to win big in the next game. But Carly Lloyd played with some of these women. I, it's, Her voice matters. You know, it's an unexpected, it's unexpected, right? You don't expect that. No, no, but when she says it, you better listen. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? 
You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. If you're just joining us, I'm hosting via iPhone, and I'm still about to trounce Pablo in what's the word. Not really. He went to Harvard. What's first? Tiger Woods joining the PGA Tour Policy Board is a blank sign for Jay Monahan. I'm going to use the word reassuring. I think Tiger speaks highly of Monahan. Tiger, I don't think, wants to get rid of Monahan. Tiger is not a revolutionary by no means. Look, the the players look at Tiger Woods, the younger players, as a godlike figure, and they want him on that policy board because they think he has the kind of stature that will stop the non-golf people from doing something that the golfers don't like. Jay Monahan also wants him on that policy board because Tiger reassures PGA Tour sponsors that the tour is okay. I mean, he's a traditionalist, Pablo. He wants you to win it in the dirt. He doesn't like 54 holes. He doesn't like no cut. He doesn't like guarantees or anything like that. He's not an agitator. He's not Phil Mickelson. He's really not. I, I, he believes in the PGA Tour. And I think if Jay Monahan needed anything to quell any potential rebellion, this is it. But, Tony, to me, Tiger Woods is another thing. He is deeply competitive. And I wonder if him versus Phil, live versus the PGA, makes him want to act in a way that is surprising to our expectations because he's not a revolutionary. But my word is that this is a Bob Barker-style sign for Jay Monahan. And why do I say that? Not because of of the price is right, but I say that because what did Bob Barker say at the end of The Price is Right? Please spay and neuter your pets. I wonder if Jay Monahan is being spayed and neutered here by the players, Tony. I wonder if he is powerless now because he's the guy who brought them live. He brought them revolution. And if Tiger Woods wants to say, you know what happens to that live deal? Nothing like what Jay Monahan designed. I wonder if a neutering of power is the biggest consequence of this arrangement. That is so much more interesting than anything I said or thought of. What's next? <laughs> Lionel Messi has a blank chance of doing something special again tonight. So my word is overwhelming. Look, all Messi has to avoid is falling down and breaking his ankle. Other than that, he's good. He has already exceeded all expectations 
So this becomes self-fulfilling at this point. He joins the worst team in the MLS. He immediately wins a game on a free kick. The next game, they win as well. He has two goals and an assist. He's probably personally responsible for millions of people signing up with Apple TV to watch these games. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know what you're supposed to say about this guy. He's the best player to ever play in the United States because he's closer to his prime than even Pelé was yep. 50 years ago. I, I'm not a soccer guy. I don't pretend to be, but it's exciting when he's got or he's near the ball. Pablo, if I was directing the telecast, what I would do, I'd have the camera on him all the time. Even when he was drinking water, I would sell Messi to the masses. I believe for those reasons, there is a reverse crypto level chance of him doing something amazing again. I say reverse crypto, Tony, because cryptocurrency was everybody saying, we're going to the moon. Believe in this newfangled thing you've never seen on these shores. Believe in it. It's going to be, it's going to be great. Messi is the guy delivering on that insane level of hype. He is hype made real. And I was at that game, his second game, when he scored that first goal, except I believed he right. certainly wouldn't do it in the first eight minutes. I was getting chicken tenders, Tony. I missed the first goal because I underrated how much this stock arrow only goes up. And I am a fool for doing so. I have so. Never, never been in a conversation where the words crypto and chicken tenders we're in adjoining <laughs> sentences. I bow to you. That's the final word. Let's take one last break, but still to come, a concerning injury for the Rams. And is the NFL, Tony, the no-fun league for refusing to allow a real live lion on Detroit's sideline? No, you, no, you can't have a real live lion on the sideline. And you just can't have it. Because if it gets loose, you know, you can't have it. No. Hard to That's ensure, not I being think. The no Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Happy time, people. Happy 73rd birthday yesterday, Roy Williams. Old Roy was Dean Smith's assistant in North Carolina from 1978 to 1988, Dad Gummit. From there, he took the head coaching job at Dean's alma mater, Kansas. At Kansas, Williams made four Final Fours he had a winning percentage of 80.5 over 15 years. Williams then took over for Matt Doherty in Chapel Hill. He had a 74.8 winning percentage, made five Final Fours, and won three national championships in 2005, 2009, and 2017. Won more than his mentor, Dean Smith. Over the course of his career, Williams was 903 and 264, a 77.4 winning percentage forged in two of the best basketball conferences and clearly at two of the best programs. It's the consistency, Tony, about Roy Williams' record that's so mind-blowing to me when I looked into this. He has one losing season, 2019 to 2020. That was it. He has only one other sub-600 season. And also, he is forever a meme because he's apparently really good at dancing in a locker room. I don't know if you've ever seen that meme, but he's terrific at it. 
I have no idea what a meme is, dadgummit. A not-so-happy anniversary, Teddy Roosevelt. Around this day, 14 years ago, the Washington Nationals' oversized head tribute to our 26th president was subjected to one of the worst mascot-on-mascot crimes ever. Watch as a Pittsburgh pierogi turns and goes airborne to take out the sprinting president. Taking San Juan Hill was easier than this for old rough and ready. Had this happened at an NFL game, Roger Goodell would have been on the phone asking if this was a legal hit or 15 yards for targeting. And Pablo, this is why I'm glad you're here. Wilbon hates mascots and would not have appreciated this at all. I love mascots. I love that revenge was a dish best served cold for Teddy Roosevelt. He got his revenge on the pierogi. It turns out that he also, yes, spoke softly and carried a giant stick, absolutely leveled the pierogi years, years later. What's Wilbon's beef with the pierogi and these mascots? Why doesn't he like any of them? Just, he, 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 there's a couple he likes, but most of them he hates. He thinks they're all junk. Happy trails, Cooper Cup. The Rams star receiver is expected to be out several weeks after leaving yesterday's practice with an injured hamstring. Cup missed the last eight games of last season with a high ankle sprain. But the season before, he won the NFL's triple crown receiving. That's leading the league in catches, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns. The Rams won the Super Bowl that season with Cup catching the game winner and being awarded Super Bowl MVP. The team fell to just 5-12 and 12 last year, and if it is to bounce back, quarterback Matthew Stafford has to be counting on a healthy Cup. You know, when the Rams went all in on that Super Bowl season and everyone was talking about how they better win it all because the years after might be a mess, I don't know if they were talking about Cup getting injured in this way and Stafford getting injured in the way that he has, but... They should be glad they won that Super Bowl because everything else has been a mess. I have to say this. That's as big a drop-off for a championship team in any sport that oh, yeah. I've ever seen. I mean, they just, they just fell to the earth. And, and I, as much as I love those commercials where Matthew Stafford winks and he says it's life-changing, well, it was life-changing. And then it was career-changing because it went down the drain. <laughs> I mean, last year, last year was just terrible, right? All right, we're running on a show, oh, yeah. and we go to the big finish. Yahoo reports that the Big Ten is exploring adding two or even four teams. Your thoughts? My thoughts are that none of the words in any of the names of these conferences, except for big, are accurate anymore. The Aces are the first WNBA team to clinch a playoff spot. Are you impressed? They're 24-2, and two, and they're the defending champions. They are by far the best team in the league, I think. I suspect the New York team is the second best. And, and everybody else is just watching. Anthony Edwards of the Timberwolves is changing his jersey from number one to number five. Are you all right with that? I'm all right with it, with all due respect to Malik Beasley. Malik Beasley, excuse me. Like, Anthony Edwards might be the most exciting young player in the NBA when healthy, so he deserves it. Dan Campbell, meanwhile, told pardon my take that the NFL frowned on his idea to have a live lion on the sidelines. Are you surprised? Let's concentrate on the two most important words, live lion. No, I'm not surprised. I would say Dan Campbell might want to get in the cage with live lion, but he would. He would. Last what? one, with the trade deadline gone, who should have done more? Of course it's the Yankees, Tony. Unfortunately, it's always the Yankees. We're out of time. We will try to do better the next time. Happy anniversary, Michael and Liz. Oh, and I'm Pablo Torre. Thank you for watching. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. I'm at www.pablo.show. But for now, get a better sign. Sign. You know, I'm trying. That sign's weak. Get a better sign. Get a Every better day. sign.